When I last spoke to you, we had three faith foundations firmly in place. First of all, we were hopeless in that we were hopelessly, helplessly screwed up. Then as we moved to hope, we found out we did that through the fact that God really does love us. And third, that Jesus really did die for us. Very basic fundamentals of the faith. Now the fourth fundamental of the faith is a little bit tougher for some people to grasp. And that's okay, because I'm going to give you a secret clue that will turn the light on in your head. All right? Here is the fourth foundation of the faith. The miracle of grace. Once you belong to God, you belong to him forever. Now let that sink in for a minute. Once you enter into a saving relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, you belong to him forever. Our good friend Paul, who when we left off was talking about, I don't understand what I do, I keep on doing it, I do it all the time. And then he said, what a wretched man I am. In the next couple of verses, he said, who, what, will rescue me from this body of death? And then he immediately says, thanks be to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, because in my mind, I want to serve him. Remember that. In my mind, I want to serve him, but my sinful nature prevents it. And then he says this in the first verse of the eighth chapter. Therefore, because I am so hopelessly screwed up, therefore, there is no, it doesn't say some, it doesn't say a little, it doesn't say there might be, it doesn't say there can be, it doesn't say there will be, it says, therefore, there is now no condemnation, none, for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. It has freed me from every time I think a bad thought, say a bad deed, do a bad action. Regardless of how bad it is, the law of the spirit of life the love and death of Jesus Christ has freed you from having to worry about that. Period. End of story. But to make sure you understand it, Paul concludes this section of his letter in verses 38 and 39 with these words. Here we go. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, neither present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, now here's the key, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Nothing else in all creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the fourth foundation of the faith is simply this. Once you belong to God, you belong to him forever, and nothing, absolutely nothing, can ever change that. Now in your mind you're going, uh-uh, 
look, Sam, if I just say, I've had enough of this, then that's it. We shake hands, we walk away, and I'm done with it. You're dead wrong. And the reason you're dead wrong and the reason most Christians can never fully grasp this concept of grace is this. They believe that their entire salvation is about them. You believe that your salvation is about what you do or how you gain that. But the key fact to understanding the miracle of grace is this. It's not about you. Your salvation has nothing to do with you. And you're going, oh, you know, that's scary. Fact. It has nothing to do with you. God's original plan was perfection, was harmony, was peace. That was his original plan. And the only reason that plan was violated was because you and I sinned and created the conflict within his nature. Once the harmony in his nature is stored, is restored through the blood of Christ, that's all that matters to God. This whole thing about Jesus' blood and all that is all about God. It's not about you. What makes you think you're so important? It's all about God. We're going to do a little... Come here. Yeah. What's your name? Come up here. What's your name? Charlotte. Charlotte? That's a pretty name. Where are you from? Arizona. Where do you go to school? University of Arizona. Oh, a wildcat. Well, you're playing Texas A&M in basketball in the Summit, or not the Summit, the uh, Toyota Center next year, so too bad. <laughs> All right, but anyway. So we're going to do this. Use your imagination just a little bit and pretend that Charlotte is, in fact, Charlotte. But also pretend that she is basically every one of you. Now really let your imagination run wild and pretend that I am God. And so, out of my love for Charlotte and all of mankind, okay, I extend my arm to Charlotte to join me through the blood of Jesus Christ. Through her faith, she joins me. Now, for whatever reason, Charlotte decides that she no longer wants any part of it. It's too hard, her friends are doing something else, she'd just rather go party, 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 and not pay attention to God. So she doesn't want anything to do with God, so she decides to leave. So now you leave. No, leave. No, no, leave, come on. No, no, you go, 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 come on. Yeah, go, no. Because the fact of the matter is, no matter what Charlotte tries to do, no matter how hard she tries to do it, spit in my face. Yeah, spit in my face. Spit in, you know, we spit in God's face all the time. Spit in my face. Spit in my face. Go ahead. Go ahead. The fact of the matter is, no matter how much she tries to get away, no matter what she does, no matter what she says, no matter if she spits in my face a hundred times like we spit in the face of God, God will never, ever let Charlotte go, and he will never, ever let you go. 
because once the conflict that exists in his nature is reconciled, that's all that matters to him, and his love and his mercy and his holiness and his justice serve take over, and they hold on to you forever. Yeah, have a seat. Now, you say, well, that sounds good, Sam. That sounds good. But let's see, where does that exist? Let's go to Ephesians 2, okay, 4 and 5. Now, look at this. But because of what? His great love for us. Not your great love for God. Because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in what? Mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. Our dead was caused by our sins. We were spiritually and physically dead. God's grace through Jesus Christ saved us because it is by grace you have been saved. God does the saving. End of story. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says this. He repeats himself. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Your faith doesn't save you. Your faith is simply a vessel that allows the grace of God to flow into you. Your faith doesn't save you. And that means your lack of faith can't unsave you. And this not from yourselves. Do you got that? It's not about you. And this not from yourselves. It is solely the gift of God. And to make sure you understand that, Paul says, not by works. There's not one deed you can do to be saved. There's not one deed you can do to be unsaved. The fact of the matter is, your salvation is all about God, and it's a total gift from God, and all you have to do is have faith. Now, what does that mean, to have faith? In the third chapter of John, we have the most famous book in the Bible, John 3.16. For God so what? Loved the world that he what? Gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, but you say, Sam, what if I stop believing? You know, we sing a song, don't stop believing. What if you stop believing? Here's the word. In the Bible, there are two different words for the word believe. There's one that's like a movie. It's a process. And there's one that's like a snapshot, a moment in time. The word here is a snapshot, a moment in time. If at any time, at any moment in your life, you truly believe, then the war within God's own soul is resolved, and you are drawn to him, and he will never let you go. So what does it mean, then, to truly believe? Romans, the same book, 10, 9, Paul says this. If, that's a big word, if you confess with your mouth, that means you say Jesus is who he says he is. That means in your head, in your intellectual ascent, remember we talked about how the Greeks had three ways of knowing God? In your intellectual ascent, 
You believe there is a God. You believe he had a son. You believe his son was necessary for your salvation. You believe you're hopelessly, helplessly screwed up. You believe he died for you. You believe he's raised from the dead. Boom, that's it. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. But then he says, and, not or, and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Not you'll be saved for a moment, or you might be saved. You will be saved. So the intellectual ascent, that's pretty good. What does it mean to trust in your heart even for a moment in time? Well, I thought about that. I like to travel. My wife and I like to travel. We've been to one of our favorite countries twice, New Zealand. I love New Zealand. But the first time I went to New Zealand about three and a half years ago, when I went to Queenstown, if you've ever been to Queenstown, it's kind of the adventure capital of the world. And I said, if I'm going to go to Queenstown, I'm going to go check out the home, the original place where they bungee jumped. And so I went to the Kawari River Bridge, and I saw this bridge, and down there was the river, about 250 or whatever it is, feet below. And I said, ha, that's pretty cool. So I immediately signed up. So I signed up to bungee jump, and I went out, being a camp guy, and I know a little bit about all this stuff, I went out and I looked at all the equipment, and yes, it was safe, and they had the right kind of harnesses and the right kind of clips and all that kind of stuff. And I looked, they had redundancy, so if something failed. So I knew in my head it was safe, and I knew no one had died there. Well, it, you know, maybe a couple, but that was a long time ago, okay? So I knew there was no big problem. It was a safe deal. And so I put this stuff on. So, okay, that's good. So here's the deal. What does that have to do with believing in your heart? Well, here's the deal. When I was standing on that ledge and that guy was going three, two, one, I knew in my head I was going to be okay. No question about it. But I still had to do one thing. I had to trust it enough to jump. And all that believing in your heart is, is trusting God through his son enough to jump. Now, when that occurs... When you enter into that saving relationship through your faith in a moment of time, what happens? Why couldn't you just say, well, look, I'll do that. You know, at one moment in time, I'm going to believe. And then after that, man, I can do whatever I want because I belong to God forever. So, man, I can just go about doing whatever I want. Do you really think God is that stupid? Please. Let's see what he says right here. In Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, I'm going to repeat this. He says, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, as a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. But look what he says in the very next verse. For we are God's workmanship. See what happens? When at a moment in time you allow the Holy Spirit to take up residence in your heart, the third person of God, you are now the workmanship of God. You are now created. You're now created. At that moment, you become created in Christ Jesus for one purpose. And what is it? To do good works. See, your salvation is no longer in question. You're going to spend eternity with God. So when you enter into that relationship, the Holy Spirit of God takes residence in your heart, and he's always urging you to do the right thing. Not that you'll always do the right thing. You don't. Just like Paul said. Just like David did, just like Abraham did, just like Peter did. You don't. 
But the Holy Spirit of God is in there urging you toward that end, seeking to mold you toward him. But here's what's more important. You're created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. Now that is awesome. From before you were in your mother's womb, God had prepared specific things for you and only you to do. Where's Charlotte? Stand up, Charlotte. If Charlotte bugs out right now, don't bug out, but if she bugs out right now and she's gone, the good works, the good works that God has prepared in advance for Charlotte to do go undone. They go undone. Because see, God created each of you uniquely and then spiritually he made you a new creation so that you can do the things he wants you to do to draw closer to God and to draw others closer to God. Paul says it more clearly in the second chapter of Corinthians, verse 5, 17. He says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, without exception, if you're in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. Understand? The old has gone. The new has come. And so, yes, we may fail God time and time and time and time again. We may have a reach in our po a point in our life where because of tragedy or poverty or circumstances or injustice, we may think if this is the God that's out there that causes this, I don't want to have anything to do with him. But the fact of the matter is, when you become a new creation, the Holy Spirit of God resides in your heart. You belong to him forever, and he will always be there, healing, advocating, motivating you towards him. So I don't know how many of you feel guilty and wondering sometimes if you're saved, if you doubt your salvation, if you think you're not good enough, or whatever. Let me just explain this something really clear to you. If at a moment in time you have accepted Christ by trusting him enough to say, God, you're what I need through your son, then there ain't no question, I'll see you in heaven. That's going to happen. End of story. Quit doubting, quit worrying, quit thinking about it. You're there. And if you hadn't, and you want to be there, what better place and what better time? So let's, the fourth foundation of the faith, there it is. The miracle of grace is that once you belong to God, you belong to him forever, and nothing, absolutely nothing can change that. That confidence that I have and that you should have to know that we're going to spend eternity with God when all this stuff is over and it's going to be amazing how can you not live with joy how can you not live with hope how can you not live with excitement how can you not live understanding and telling God no matter what comes my way on this earth you got my back, and I'm in your arms forever.